manager just tuning in today we lost one of the greats toby keith passed away really the we had one kind of true segment where we went into some news and notes but today has really been a cool day on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line of just sharing toby keith stories in fact jay and alex writes i think it's only fitting that your five big stories of the day are toby keith memories I don't think you'd get any objections. It's rare that an individual passing affects an entire state, country, and, of course, the OU family. There isn't a tribute big enough to honor a life as far-reaching as Toby. He's a true national treasure that we will all miss. You know what? I don't disagree. So let's hit the open. The top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. And uh, we don't have to do the 54321, Josh. I'm just going to hit a couple of uh, notes and highlights, and then we're going to share your text. JT Gasso coming up at 1130. Welcome back. Great to be back. I told TJ we had uh, – you're such an irreplaceable piece of this program that we needed two people to do your job. That uh, Obviously, yeah. Even understanding the context of the Zoom that you were on, I think I reach a point where after like 15 to 20 minutes of any Zoom call, I'm like out. So kudos to you for maintaining through almost an hour. Well done. But again, it was great. I mean, it was a great topic that you guys, it's not like you were sitting there and talking spreadsheets. And- no, no, yeah. It's not balancing budgets. <laughs> Fortunately, um, a couple of quick things, a couple of quick things uh, from the top five stories of the day. Every day we had planned on doing kind of low hanging fruit Super Bowl questions and our tribute to Toby Keith obviously is much bigger than that. Uh, the one I wanted to debate today was whether or not the NFL could ever have a Super Bowl that was pay-per-view. Right, and, and that's become kind of a big conversation. Um, oh, I don't think so. Roger Goodell basically shot that down yesterday. I mean, immediately. No, it's just why would you do that? In fact, here, um, let me see. I think I think this is the answer. It was weird because usually they have a press conference where he answers questions, but it was kind of like an odd little sit down yesterday. So one hundred. 10 million people tuned in to last year's Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. How many less if you pay-per-view it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, how many people do you think absolutely 100% would buy to tune in because it's the Super Bowl? Yeah, here, here's what he said a, a little bit about the streaming side of it. Well, this is developing platforms. Um, just to be clear, this is developing a platform that a lot of consumers are on. A lot of, uh, a lot of our fans are moving in that direction. They're not just getting an NFL game. They're getting, a, you know, a value in the sense of five ninety nine. I think it was for a month of the service, and they could get it for thirty dollars twenty nine ninety nine for a year. That's that's entertainment. That's where that's where people are going, right? They're looking for those opportunities to expand on the amount of content they can they can acquire through these platforms. That's ultimately good for the consumers, but it's important for us to be on those platforms because. That's where consumers are, particularly the younger demographic. Right, he, he, so that's not the actual cut, but 
two things from that. Number one, the streaming services aren't going anywhere. You're still going to have a game or two every year there. I wouldn't be surprised if that Friday night game isn't a streaming game, Josh. The opening game, Philadelphia over in Brazil. So the Eagles are going to play opening weekend in Brazil. Uh, the other thing was about the the refs and the scrutiny of the officials that caught my ear. This is I what he said. I think in the NFL, the level of scrutiny is at the highest I've ever seen it. And that's part of our popularity. I understand that. It's part of the technology. You all do such a great job that you see more than you could ever see in officiating. The game is faster. I think our officials do a great job. They are superior. But at the end of the day, no one's perfect, uh, whether it's all of us that watches the games or play the games or coach the games or the officials. Uh, we have to continue to try to get better. We have to work, use technology where we can to try to improve uh, their performance, let them use technology to make sure they get the right answer. But I think they do an incredible job, but we're going to keep working to get better, ultimately. Yeah. I, I, everything else was kind of... Boy, that was... Uh, yeah, that's, that's not great. an answer. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Travis Kelsey talking about Taylor Swift's hands? Oh, I absolutely kicked that and unplugged it. Son of a bee. I think Taylor's fan base is absolutely unbelievable. Her, the, the support they give her, the support that they give what she supports and what she uh, loves in, uh, in this world um, or, or wants to support. And it's just been, um, it's been awesome to see, you know, the NFL expand in that regard and hear um, just how many uh, young girls are, are getting into the game of football, um, are enjoying those moments with their fathers and their loved ones. Um, it's been awesome to hear taped from the back of the room uh, that's Travis Kelsey yes it was and uh no better illustration than their podcast numbers just soaring (laughs) I mean New Heights podcast look it's not getting uh I don't think two million subs off just Jason and Travis alone it's it's a lot of the ancillary interest how often do you think that it's a good podcast but you know how often do you think yeah I sooner Lisa said the other day that she had finally found a (laughs) She's like, how did I not know about this podcast? Because it's, it's a good podcast. But how often do you think Jason Kelsey's like, bro, we're at two and a half million subs. You better not screw this up. Yeah, we got to keep this thing going. And if it wasn't Travis, uh, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, we were talking about Brock Purdy. And Kyle Shanahan shared a story about telling the front office, hey, our guy isn't the dude that we took number three in the draft. When owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, Hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter yeah. or the second. And you and irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more, Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was, it was easy for me to say, because in his few reps, he was the best. But if you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best, and but you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he only got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, I was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you when I was irritated. And he only had three reps. And I said, no, he's the best. But that's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day. And... It was the exact same way in the games. Did you hear the theories on Shanahan last night? No. That he was hammered. Oh, that he was sloshed? Yeah. I. I he sounded I, all right right there. I, that was the whole thing. It's like if you listen to him, he's very – what's the word I'm looking for? Subdued. 
But I guess a lot of guys like no, that's that's what that's what he sounds like. That's that's I mean, what he sounds like. He gave a very. I mean, if he is, <laughs> then bravo to him because he's given a very thoughtful answer. Don't you think? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, meanwhile, there is only there is only two other things that I would have wanted to hit in the top five stories of the day. One of them. Now to McDowell, a three-pointer is on the way, and that one is off the mark. And Kansas State, for a second straight year, has knocked off Kansas in overtime. The Wildcats win it 75-70. to 70. In pretty, OT. Pretty good win for Kansas State. Great and then, win. And then the OU men home tonight. We haven't talked a lot about Par- uh, Parker. I do that too many times. Porter. Porter's crew. <laughs> Thank you. Porter's crew in action tonight. Against BYU, big, tall, strong BYU team that shoots a boatload of threes. Hope they can get right. We'll play a little bit of Porter from Toby's show coming up in a bit. Anything else from last night that you would have wanted if we did a real top five stories of the day? About a good five minutes of information there, right? I think we're good. Yeah, that's that's probably the highlights. To your memories of Toby Keith, who we lost last night after his battle with cancer. From the 918, first time texter. Long-time listener. My Toby story. My parents took my seven-year-old son on the Sooner Club Sugar Bowl trip when we played Auburn. My dad ended up taking a smoke break outside the hotel at the same time Toby did. Talked with him for a bit. Just two fans talking. Ended up calling my mom, asking her to bring my son down so he could get a pick. Toby was cool enough to oblige. My son didn't realize, my son doesn't realize yet how cool that moment and that pick was, but he will someday. Dude, that is a great first time text. Sharing a story like that. But again, if if I say it once, Josh, I'm going to say it a, a bazillion times over the next, you know, how we'll be remembering Toby forever. He was that he was real, man. He was real. He was absolutely authentic authentic in everything he did. No doubt. And, uh, again, I go back to what I told you earlier. The the patriotism with him, really just the Toby Keith persona, that was Toby. It yeah. was authentic. It didn't ever feel forced. Oh, that that's the word. That's the word. It wasn't forced. Mr. T writes, I'm playing golf at Belmar today. Lunch special is Toby's fried bologna sandwich. Must have. You ever had fried bologna before? Uh, I don't know that I have. Maybe I have. It's amazing. Sounds pretty good. Now, you got to like bologna. And I grew up as a kid that did not like bologna. If you had uh Well, you fry it. It's All of a sudden, it's great. You fry anything, and suddenly <laughs> it's good, right? Back on. Landon from the 405. Toby was as Oklahoma as Oklahoma gets. Uh, he was... He was oil field trash, a country star, but most of all, a true patriot. I think he says that about himself, by the way. I'll be blasting TK all day pumping oil wells. Landing from the 405. Yeah, it. Um, I, I the, the stories that are being shared are amazing right now from former players all over social media. Mm-hmm. It's sh- from the tributes paid by coaches. It shows you it up. It's not just a photo op it's not just a hey look at us it is now real right it's one of those it's one of those stories where you're like okay this dude is this dude was the real deal i love what skip said i retweeted it uh we lost a great man a friend last night in toby keith he never thought of himself before the other guy he always brought something of value to the dance 
He was always a breath of life. My thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Rest easy, Hoss. Man. <laughs> he, Hoss. I love, I love Skip. Uh, He's great, isn't he? Gabe was, uh, Gabe was sharing a few stories. He said um, there was the there was the picture that was floating around of TK on the sidelines, and Gabe was standing next to him. So I'm going to miss those sideline conversations with the big guy. It was an awesome man and a joy to be around. Rest in peace to a legend. That was the thing, man. He he would want to talk ball. He would want to talk ball. Well, he was a legitimate fan, a, a big fan. Keep him coming, 405-651-3439. I'm trying, you don't, to, I'm trying to weave between the text line and some of the, the X's and tweets that are out there. So. You don't go and sit courtside at as many OU basketball games as Toby did. You don't go to all the football games and travel all the times that he did without being a ardent, diehard Sooner through and through. I mean, the man loved OU. The 405. Too bad TK won't be here for our maiden voyage into the SEC. He would have loved that. Oh, he would have been an SEC. I mean, he will be posthumously, but uh, he would have been like an SEC icon. The uh, clip that we posted on social media was pretty awesome, too, from College Game Day. Oh, I, I didn't see that. Which one was that? Here, I'll, I'll just, I'll just yeah, play pull it. it up and play it. Yeah, it's, it's – uh, this is before the OU Texas game, right? A couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't know which year this is. But okay. Anyways, here you go. Again. It's the only time of year. It's the only time of year. Me and my boy don't talk. We ain't gonna. <laughs> y'all know. Y'all know who I'm picking. I'm picking the Sooners, baby. You know what that means? You go with the favorite. Give me the head. Nice. I mean, just pure joy. Who is that in the Texas hat? I was trying to figure that out earlier too. Look at them. Someone in the mentions definitely has to have it. I can't tell. I'm too far away. Old man. I can't see. Um, the 918 writes, TK builds hospitals. Enough said, legend. And then 5808 actually asks a really good question. Says, it's a sad day. Was just wondering if this leaves JR as the last living non-athlete Sooner Icon. Who else do we have besides TK and JR at that level? Lana Del Rey, can we I, can we, can claim we not her? claim? I guess we can claim her. Josie and her apparently tight. But uh, did I tell you I met her having no idea who she was when I met her? <laughs> what What did you say? I I I just I was moving around and I was trying to find some space. It was really hard to get space in this year's Cotton Bowl in the, in that end zone because mm-hmm. Trey Young was there, Baker was there, and she was there. A lot of stars. So she was kind of back a little bit. Um, I want to say by like the trainer's table, but E Train, my Erica's life might be able to correct me. And I was like, I bumped in, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I, 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 I'm Chris, I'm the sideline guy. She goes, oh, I'm, I'm Lana Del Rey. Nice to meet you. I'm like, really? My daughter's gonna be very jealous of this moment right now. Summertime, and I was like, what a bop. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Why are you here? <laughs> What what connection in Oklahoma do you have? Then everyone's like, oh, she dated sticks and she became a big mm-hmm. big fan of OU. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But mate. look, uh, those are titans that we're talking about in uh, in terms of celebrity status and really just in terms of being ambassadors right. for OU, right? I mean, it doesn't get bigger or better than Toby Keith and JR. No. And then they both, you know, I, you know how I found out about Oklahoma? I found about Oklahoma through wrestling. And good old JR and Steve Dr. Death Williams. I mean, that's how I knew Oklahoma. And I was scared of Steve Williams. Dude, I was scared. Steve Williams, the missing link, and Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Three men that ruined my childhood. I was scared to death of them. But that's kind of how I learned about Oklahoma. And I didn't know anything about them except the announcer at that time. What, JR, were you WCW maybe whenever I was in? High school, but W no, he was already to WWE, and that was my guy. I was like, Look at this guy from Oklahoma, let's go. And then I fell in love with the state, and then I ended up going to school at Tulsa. So, I want to share a little bit of what uh, Bob Stoops and him talked about when we came back. The uh, we are going to talk to JT Gasso at the bottom of this hour, so we'll get some softball talk coming up in about nine minutes from now. But continue to share their stories, your memories of Toby Keith throughout the day. It's uh, it's really cool. It's a plank show right here on the Home of Sooner Fan. This is the uh, this is the crying for me, right? Wayman song. Wayman song. And they developed a great relationship. I haven't heard this in a long time, man. So beautiful, man. Great song. Here is um. On the conversations with the coach, part of the uh, the sellout crowd, dat cam stuff, uh, he was on with Bob Stoops, and coach asked Toby about the overseas tours, the uh, U- I think with USO trips, mm-hmm. and here's what Toby. Oh gosh, I guess, I guess it helps if I actually plug in the audio. Here's what Toby had to say about those. Thanks, Bob. We uh, we. Uh started about 2001 or two somewhere in there and for the next 11 years we joined forces with USO uh, because the USO um, has done it for so long and um, they don't you know they don't pay their artists you go you know you just go for free and that's the the route we chose to take and so our our group went over there we chose two weeks a year in May or April or May We'd go to Iraq a week and Afghanistan a week. We'd land on a big base like in Iraq. We'd land in Baghdad or Tikrit or Bagram. I mean, uh, uh, Bagram's in Afghanistan. But we'd land in those big bases over there. And then we would uh, hub out during the day. And me and my buddy Scotty and my little group, you know, Mitch. And uh, there was four or five of us. And we'd go down range. We'd play for 25 guys at a little base. And then jump to another one and do it. We'd come in and play with the band on the big one, and then we would move to the creek, and we would do the same thing. We'd hub out. And so for 14 days, 11 years, we did 240 shows, and I made so many relationships and got to see so many things that um, people don't normally get to see, you know, historical places. And uh, it was a great learning thing. It was a great uh, soul-inspiring thing to do and uh we loved it what a what a gift yeah really cool man i didn't mean to cut off bob but i just if you want to listen to the whole thing it's on uh, i searched conversations with a coach 
on the tube of views. He was awesome. He was awesome. Uh, and in what I've noticed today on the on the text line. Oh, it was Roger Clemens in the Texas hat. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Ah, Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. I was like, why are people texting Roger Clemens? You know. <laughs> they were tight. They were good friends. But I, I've noticed how many people were registered. What's not the term? I'm less, uh, not registered. Um, Army, military, overseas that were touched by Toby in him going and doing that. We've seen a lot of that today on the text line. You don't uh, do that that many times for that long without uh, it being something that that genuinely is important to you and touches you, right? And obviously uh, that mattered to a number of people, I'm sure. No, absolutely. Greg Spears had checked in. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, It's good from K-Puck. K-Puck writes, when most superstars move off to Nashville – Toby Keith stayed in Oklahoma, sooner born and sooner bred. I don't have a great story of meeting him, but loved his music and his faithfulness to OU. Valuing where you're from, right? Uh I mean, how many uh, folks did you grow up with Plank or, you know, in high school? I can't wait to get out of here. You always hear that from – My daughter is saying it nonstop at – for a 15 years and, old, Josh. And, and you know what? It's natural. It, it happens. And, and sometimes you mean it. Maybe you stay that way. But a lot of times you come back around and realize the importance of home. Toby is somebody that clearly had a great value for Oklahoma's home, man. And I think that's so cool because, as the texter pointed out, it would be easy, right, to uh, turn Hollywood or Nashville or whatever you want. That, that wasn't Toby. He's an Oklahoma dude, man. An Oklahoma dude through and through. All right, quick break. Just came off I-35. The electronic billboard had an OU logo on it, and then the next one said, lift your glass, Oklahoma, and there was Toby Keith with a red solo cup. Perfection. Oh, man. That's great. That's great. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to JT Gasso right here on The Ref. I didn't know. Someone tagged me on Twitter. I think, who who did this? Uh, Tracy did. I didn't know Toby Keith actually did wrestle one time. Did you know this? No. I got audio of it. We'll share it in a bit. Say hello to one of my favorite dudes on the planet. My travel partner, baby. JT Gasso (laughs) joins us. JT, before we talk some softball, I know that uh, the softball team had a great relationship with Toby Keith. This is uh, a bit of a heartbreak. Not a bit. It's a heartbreaking day, isn't it? Yeah, no, for sure. He he was always good to us. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing is to have an advocate, not just for – um, OU athletics, but for women's athletics, and he really uh, boosted us up and, and uh, did a lot for our program. So, uh, you know, it's a real sad day. Yeah, he sure. knew the game too. He knew the game. He was supposed to, uh, Trev, uh, Trev, no, um, Toby Baldwin had said, "Hey, uh, TK is going to be up in the radio booth with you tonight." JT, you would have thought I was having like friends over. I was cleaning things up in the radio booth. I was trying to make it nice. Now he ended up not getting to get up there. I think they took care of him another place. But he was truly a, he was truly iconic, man. He's gonna be missed. How uh, how are you doing, man? We haven't had a chance to chat in a while. Are you ready? It's a, uh, it's a wild time. You got another kiddo on the way, and oh by the way, you're just trying to chase history, something that's never been done before. How's the prep for the season been for this Sooner squad and JT Gasso? Oh, it's been great, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to be as 
as uh, good as we can on on you know whatever day it is. So um, you know today we'll have a practice. We'll we'll make sure that um, you know we we go over some last minute things that that we want to be ready for in the weekend. And you know we're uh, it's exciting for sure. It's exciting. Is it nice to have? true outfielders like you're not having to make a catcher be an outfielder or suddenly have a third baseman play outfield you know and and listen I'm not saying it's not in the cards because you never know but in Cassidy Pickering who is a rock star I want to talk about her but in Cassidy in Jada in Riley in Hannah Core and the people in the mix JT it's not like you're having to teach people how to be outfielders this year (laughs) I I will say this um even the true outfielders quote-unquote you they still have a lot to uh, <laughs> that they got to learn to to play at the next level. I I think the the big thing is, you know, we look for softball players right. when, when we come in. So if you're a softball player, you can pretty much play any position, and uh, and that doesn't mean you know you you have to be good at every single position that's on the field. But I think having a sense of you know how to play outfield, how to play infield, like. Uh, like taking Brito, for example, um, she's a softball player. You could put her at any position, and I feel like she would be really, really good. And uh, when she came in, she was like, all right, let's, we're going to play outfield. Let's go. So, um, you know, she, it was not a hard transition for her. But, yeah, uh, to your point, um, you know, it, uh, it is really nice to have um, people who are willing. Um, I, I don't I don't know how to say it because they, they all are going to play, you know, different positions. So, um, yeah, it, I, I'm not going to say it's nice to have true outfielders because I don't think I would okay. call them true outfielders. They're like Jada. Is she a true outfielder or is she just, is she a super athlete who, who can plays a really good center field? All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll retract my opening statement. From no, the broadcast. I'm not. no, you're right. No, you know, but you know what I'm saying. No, I agree. Yeah, you know I agree. I agree. You're hundred percent right. What has it been like to watch, Cassidy Pickering I don't know I, just seeing her come in as someone who had played a lot of outfield looks like I mean, she's just she seems she seems like she's been here for three years like she looks the part what have you seen in Pickering and what's kind of stood out to her or to you about her uh just her her willingness to learn hmm. that's that's a huge thing if you come in and you're just ready and willing to to learn uh that it's going to make things a lot easier for you. And she has just from the first day, like just been very receptive to everything, not just hitting uh, in defense, but really like, you know, the mental side of the game, um, base running, like literally any and every part of the game, she just wants to be all in. So um, really cool seeing her uh, evolve into where, where she's at. We haven't even played a game, you know? So, That's, uh, it's going to be fun for for these these youngsters to do you, see them grow. Do you? It's kind of wild to think about how much experience is coming back, and how much has already been accomplished. JT, I mean, I if I had done what a majority of these rock stars have accomplished in their careers, I mean, I'd probably be letting everyone know how great I am. But you don't see that. Why? I mean, again, they know they're good. They know how solid this team is, but. I don't see like a lack of of want or a lack of drive. I mean, it seems like they want more. What do you what do you kind of equate that? What do you what do you what do you think that's from? Well, I just think 
the, the perspective that we try and instill is you're only as good as where you're at right now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and anything, not just athletics, but, you know, if you kind of rest on your laurels a little bit, you just kind of settle a little bit, you might take things for granted and you're not going to be as good as where you're at at the current moment. So that's the one thing about college athletics that is just, just so unique is you only get four years. That, that's it. And, uh, I'll, I mean, technically, you're only supposed to get four, right? You could get five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, depending on, you know, COVID and stuff. But, uh, but no, it's, we, we take the – every season is new, and winning 23 doesn't guarantee that you're going to win in 24. So um, we're just really excited for this new journey and uh, just kind of where this takes us and attacking it with uh, – the best that we can. I, I know we don't have a ton of time, so a, a couple more quick ones and I'll let you get out of here. Where have you seen the biggest, I don't know if the term would be improvement, but maybe growth for someone like, say, uh, a Riley Boone, right? Because last year, JT, she doubled, she doubled her walk numbers from her career. Uh, she caught a few more free passes by hit by pitch. In other words, I felt like she got a little bit more selective in the plate, but I just feel like there's even more room for like a Riley Boone to grow. Where have you seen her continue to grow? Because I think she is kind of a forgotten key to this squad. Yeah. It's everyone has different things that they, that they need to work on, whether it's a certain pitch or, or how hard they're hitting it or, you know, just adding you know short game and some different tools like that. Um, I think, when you've been doing it for as long as these guys have been doing it and in the system and doing everything, it's just how can we keep ourselves as consistent as possible? So it's not trying to, you know, hit the ball over the fence every single time. It is, it's just staying with what our system is, what we're like, what our end goal is, what our in-game goals are and sticking to that process. And, you know, like last year, uh, it wasn't really a thing that where it was like, all right, hey, Riley, let's really try and double your walks for mm-hmm. your career like this season. Um, it, it just we were taking what the game gives us and uh, you know just just e- attacking everything as as if it were brand new, which it is. So um, really excited to see these guys keep evolving and keep doing their thing and keep being as consistent as we can be. Coach seems to be really high on Riley Ludlam. Uh, she's talked about her quite a bit, was gushing at the coach's luncheon. What have you seen from Riley? I was, uh, I love the story that Coach told that when she called her, Riley was like, no, no, this isn't Coach Casso. No way. But <laughs> Remember, it's Ludlam, not Ludwig. Did I say Ludwig? Ludlam. Don't put that in my head. Don't you put you that already, in my head. I've heard you on other podcasts say Ludwig. So I Did I really? Sure. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 yeah. No, now it's in my head. Now I'm screwed. <laughs> Sorry to Riley's family. I'm going to call you Ludwig like five times throughout the year. Dang it. Um, what's kind of caught your – No, no. What, the, the, thing about, the thing about Ludlam, Ludlam <laughs> is uh, for someone who's had a lot of success, you know, she, she's been through it. Um, she did a lot of great things at Furman to, to step in and say, you know, I want more. Uh, that's and, cool. Uh, it, it's one season. Let's see how good we can get. And um, she has really been phenomenal. She's been awesome. And she's learning a ton. She's asking a lot of great questions. And she's, she's re- a <laughs> really good player. And uh, I just, I, 
I really appreciate those stories of people who come in and just lay it all out there and like, okay, like just take me, please like help me, <laughs> help me get it as I can be, you know? So um, I'm really excited about her and not just her, but, but everyone, because everyone's really taken that approach of just uh, getting as good as you can be on every, on every single day. Um, I'll let you go on this. And this is like, like looking forward as opposed to just this week. Have you, I mean, the, the turf's coming down. We're going to play there in March 1st. Have you had a chance to really kind of gauge, JT, how you think Love's Field is going to play um, and, and kind of how challenging it's going to be in the gaps and stuff? We have – it's so funny you bring that up because we've talked about uh, how – like what's the wind going to be like? Right. Like, like what's the shadows – like the shadows. And we the, the people that have been on the, the construction and, and they've – they – the stuff that goes into constructing a field or building a field is way above things that we think about. So they've already done shade studies. They've already done suns. Like they were doing this like way, way, way in advance. So they already know how all these things are going to look, but um, you know, like seeing just it's the sounds are going to be different. Um, You know, all these things are going to be, it's a really cool thing to be honest. Like it's a, you're going from a field to a stadium. And uh, I, I just know we can't wait to get in there and, and uh, be with our, our home crowd, like double of what it's going to be, you know. So <laughs> it's, be it's, awesome. it's really exciting for sure. You think Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy next year? I mean, I, you were asking that question last year. Of That's course right. I would say. But if four plays in, we, you got it. Speaking of uh, turf. You've got to change the turf at MetLife. You got it. I think there was like four season-ending lower extremity injuries. Mm-hmm. Got to change it. Got to go natural grass if you can. I think they're going to have to for the World Cup. But I hope he, I hope he does, man. I I'm excited to have a year with Aaron Rodgers healthy, and I'm even more excited to have another year with you, JT Gasol. I'll see you this afternoon. Safe travels down to Dallas, and we'll see you in Mexico, man. Appreciate the time. Blank. Always enjoy talking to you. We'll see you, my guy. And he did get an opportunity, which I remain unbeaten by getting my chops busted. I can't believe I said Ludwig. And I know exactly what he's talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was on Eric Lopez's podcast. Because I was so impressed with how quickly her name just rolled off my tongue. Even more impressed that it was DFW. Dead freaking wrong. (laughs) Uh, let's end with some final thoughts, courtesy of Primrose Funeral Services. PrimroseFuneralService.com. Pre-plan your memorial service. Let the pros at Primrose take care of you. Check them out online today at PrimroseFuneralService.com, or you can call them at 405-321-6000. We'll remember a legend with y'all's thoughts next. So Steelman and Thune are coming up next. This is... Potentially my last show of the week, but I think we're going to be good for Friday. I think. That's good. Think. <laughs> we're about to find out. Um, We've been celebrating the life of Toby Keith when we lost uh, late last night, early this morning, to uh, cancer. I would encourage all of you to spend the day listening to some TK with the windows down. It's a nice day. But also, tobykeithfoundation.org if you want to help out those who he was helping. 
And it's been a cool day of tributes and stories and sharing different uh, meetings and a lot of military that's let us know about the moment whenever TK helped kind of give a little relief to them while they were working overseas. Really a rewarding day, I think, for a lot of us who loved this man the way that uh, Oklahoma did. And a couple of final texts here. It's from the 580. I was a poor college kid at OU in 2004. Instead of hiring a movie company, Toby hired a bunch of college guys to move a bunch of furniture into his new place. Him and his wife were so nice and took care of us. We're grateful. Dude, that's cool. Hey, we're moving. Instead of uh, getting a company, let's uh, get some college kids down here. They need some money. But his wife's awesome. He really is. Uh, Here's one from the 310. I love that Toby Keith hated Lincoln Riley. (laughs) Stupid. Stool Presidente was was tweeting that out too. That uh, he named him one of his top ten Americans after uh, meeting him the the night that uh, well I forget which performance it was, uh, but uh, that they sat and and bonded over well their love of the troops and his hatred of Lincoln Riley, <laughs> which was which was pretty fascinating. LG Sooner sixty three, TK. Set an example of how a true Sooner fan should be. Winning or losing, he was there. That's right. And then this was the best thing we received all day. And I hope this was sent a couple of times. Um, so I hope they get to listen. But it's from the 918. It says, RIP TK. Truly can't stop crying. Toby Keith was bigger in my youth than I realized as each Toby Keith song plays today. They tug in my heartstrings more than I thought I had. It sounds strange to be so emotional over someone I never met, but I feel like I knew Toby Keith because we were OU family. I never feel more patriotic than I do when listening to Toby Keith songs. American, Patriot, Oklahoman, Sooner. To quote another king of country, George Strait, this is where the cowboy rides away. R.I.P. T.K. That's really well done. That's really well written. Sad day. Sad day all the way around. You know, I was. I think it was. Well, here's here's uh, Roy, Al, and Raleigh. Had another good. He said, "I saw T.K. in uh, Kandahar, Afghanistan. No fear in a hot combat zone. Troops loved his commitment to him. We've heard that a lot." Camo Sooner, every time I think of DeMarco Murray's touchdown, when he leaped the player, I think of Toby because of the famous picture of the play. We were talking about that when you were gone. Jim Ross is down there. You can see TK with his fist up in the air. My man Brad Camp is on the other side kind of looking over. See, it's just awesome. Iconic. Iconic. But I think what what we would leave you with today is... Thinking of oh, like Pat McAfee even tributing with a red solo cup is he was real, and in that it's not oh yeah no no crap like he was no he was like a real Oklahoman he was a real fan he was a real entertainer a real giver and someone that cared about more than just himself. Awesome family, awesome person. He gonna be missed. Far beyond this three-hour tribute today, far beyond the millions and millions of plays his songs will get on this station and across uh, different platforms today, 
It's it's one of those that we're really going to miss, man. He was awesome. He was awesome. Um, oh, gosh. One of my uh, favorite musicians of all time. Really? Not, oh, I didn't not, know that. Not just because. Of OU? Well, yeah, and today, I mean, I I loved Love Toby Keith, man. Oh, man. This is this one also is really, really good from Jay. Jay from Lawton writes, I'm grateful for Toby Keith and his foundation. While treating my daughter for leukemia, the Toby Keith house was there for me and my family to stay. We had a warm bed and three meals a day if needed. My daughter is now a freshman at OU and part of the presidential leadership class. I couldn't be more proud of her and much love for Toby Keith and his family. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, congratulations to uh, all of our winners of the women's gymnastics tickets. You'll get those texted to you. Thanks to KJ Kindler. Thanks to JT Gasso. Steelman and Thune at noon are next as we can uh, continue our tribute today to the legend Toby Keith right here on The Ref.